It's time now for Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that shares stories from inspiring people, from a wide range of expert guests, all focused on helping you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. Gina Gardner is a multiple number one international best-selling author, motivational speaker, business coach, and trainer. She's the founder of Genuinely You, and has over 30 years experience of helping people step into their genuine, authentic power, personally and professionally. One day, I'll teach chemistry to kids. I'm going to be an architect. My dream is to be a chef. This is a world of possibilities. A world in which people who put their minds to something can really make a difference. My goal is to help the environment. Someday I'll find a cure for cancer. At the U.S. Department of Education's Office of Federal Student Aid, we believe that aspiring minds can achieve anything. So we dedicate ourselves to making sure everyone has an opportunity to go to college. Each year, we provide more than $150 billion in grants, loans, and work-study funds, making higher education possible for anyone at any stage of life. I can go back to college. I can change careers. I can make a difference. Federal Student Aid, proud sponsor of the American Mind. Learn more about Money for College at studentaid.gov. And now, here's your host, Gina Gardner. Hello there, and welcome to today's Gina Gardner and Friends show. I'm really thrilled to invite Andrew Miller, who's a great friend. He's an amazing guy. He is the founder of Business Enjoyment. He's a TEDx speaker and a multiple author. If you ever get the opportunity to go on his Purpose Challenge, then I really recommend you do it. I've done it and it's amazing. Andrew, a huge welcome. Thank you very much for joining me. Thank you for having me on, Gina. Looking forward to the conversation. Brilliant. So before we get started, and we're going to be talking about time management and the things that block people feeling successful and happy, time being one of them. Mm. Um, Tell us a bit about how you came to be the founder of Business Enjoyment and, you know, how did you get here? <laughs> yeah, and uh, one of those that uh, could be a long tail, <laughs> but I'll try and keep it keep it short as can. So bottom line, it followed the usual path of education, career, you know, all the things you're meant to do and uh, got to a point where I realised basically wasn't enjoying what I was doing. I had one of those realisations that I'd just been following a path and ended up being soulless. I uh, could do the job. I uh, enjoyed the people I was with, but um, it, it, I didn't want to be there. <laughs> okay, fair enough. And I, I started work, trying to work out what I did want to do. I'd got more into personal development and, and that sort of thing because I was becoming a, uh, a leader of teams. I worked in, a, in a, an accountancy firm, global accountancy firm, um, but a very specific role was actually my job was running businesses. Um, it's a specific form in the UK, but when businesses go bust, I took control of them and ran them. That's that's the bottom line. It's okay. different to eleven uh, they have in America, but um, yeah, running businesses is basically what I did. Uh, and um, I got I got more into personal development and realised that's that's kind of where I wanted to be. So I, I stepped out after seventeen years of uh, following the 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 the, the Nor route uh, to set up my own business. And I actually started working off with working with people who were going through these financial difficulties and uh, losing their business and help them deal with the emotional stress that goes with that because there's there's no support for those people, the confidence and the 
uh, and the guilt and all these things that can come with it. Uh, so that got me more into the personal side of things. So I had the business and the personal side going on. And then and then over time, when I'm working with other people, um, realized that, okay, those that have lost everything, you can understand why they're not in a great place. But you, you meet people who are doing all right. You meet people who are doing really, really well. And they weren't enjoying what they were doing either. I mean, they might love the thing at the center of it, but there was always some sort of stress, some sort of worry sort of floating around it. And it just made me realize, hang on a sec, why on earth are we doing this? <laughs> and society is geared to just focus on money. Business is all about making money. So success is all about making money. And that's that's how we've been sort of brainwashed. But that's not who we are. So there is a massive disconnect between who we are and society in which we live. And that causes a lot of the stresses and issues and the challenges that we have. So flip side of that is enjoyment should be the measure. And and not just in a hedonistic sort of sense. I've got a sort of model of what enjoyment actually means sort of thing. And, and purpose is a big part of it. Uh, but um, but that's a better measure <laughs> of how well we're doing than just how much money we make. It's an interesting concept for many, I would think, because we have so for so long measured success by the size of the bank balance. Yeah, exactly. And I know from my own experience of working with clients, both business clients and personal clients, that that often success is something that's ephemeral. They people succeed on and in achieving their goals, whatever those goals goals may be. And that moment of success is great, but it dissipates very quickly. Yeah. And then it's, well, is that it? You know, I thought that's what I wanted and I've got it. And now I still don't feel happy. Yeah, yeah. And it's 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 the, um, what I often talk about is, is, is like a lot of what it is is about, and you will talk about this a lot and other people, but it's being happy in the now. I know that's a bit of a <laughs> bit of a cliche, but but if if you're always pursuing something, you're always looking to be somewhere else, and I will be happy then. Well, if you're not happy now, there's a good chance you won't be happy when it, whatever happens, because it's it's a it's a state of who you are. So it's about being happy in the moment, but still looking to push forward and motivate yourself to go 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 in a in a forward direction as well. Yeah, I call it the I'll be happy when syndrome. Yes. And the interesting thing is not only is that happiness always in the future, not in the now, and you never know if you're going to get there, but also we keep adding the criteria. I'll be happy when I've got the perfect house, the perfect partner, <laughs> children who don't need to be nagged to tidy up the bedroom, you know, a dog that never poops and, you know, all of those things. And then when those things are achieved, when we add more and more. It's always something else, always something yeah. else. And you can never, you can never fill that fill that vessel no whereas when you choose to say i choose to be happy every time i see something beautiful like a flower or every time a friend says mm. hello or whatever it's much easier but i want to get onto the theme of time yeah time management i you know how many people do you know that that are chasing their tail and say i haven't got time there's mm. never enough hours in the day it's, I think it's one of it's one of the key issues. I mean, well, time, team, and money are the three <laughs> three main problems in business. Um, you know, money is an important thing. I don't don't dismiss it. What I'm talking about, um, working with the right kind of people that's important. But time is just one of those things that is always a a major factor in everyone's everyone's day, everyone's week, everyone's year. 
and uh, most people I would I don't know anybody that doesn't complain about it at some point <laughs> uh, my mum used to say that as you grow older the day gets shorter sure. and I I used to laugh at her and now I think do you know what she's right <laughs> but I find it really interesting that you know when I've worked with people and I ask them to pinpoint how much time do they spend being busy mm. rather than being productive often it's the major part of their day yes yeah and it's an excuse sometimes as well because we get praised for being busy and yep. we get re remonstrated for being inverted commas lazy yes so if we're not doing something we're lazy but yeah so tell me what are, when you are working with individuals or businesses what are the principles for you of uh, around time that would make a difference to our listeners well i think there's for me there's a couple of things but one is the three key mindsets which i think you need to have in place um in order for the tools that are out there to work um there's some great tools out there i'm not knocking any of them you know your your pomodoro technique your your, your urgent and important matrix you eat that frog from uh, all these sort of things are, are, are really useful but what what a lot of these things are sticking plasters yes and they they, they work but we're, we're trying to get beneath that and trying to understand what the real problem is uh so first of all is is say for this three or three key mindsets and I'll tell a tale. I'm not sure how time. Shout when you want me to stop, and we'll have a break because I'm sure we'll have a break at some point. But I'm just going to set up a scene as to where this came from because I think it's, it's always nice to get a bit of context. Okay. Um, so I'll set the context up, and then maybe we'll uh, we'll we'll bring in the reasons behind it. But um, I went to a, a workshop that was being run by the um, Chamber of Commerce, and it was called "Get Your Email Down to Zero, Your Inbox Down to Zero. And I thought, oh, that sounds like an interesting. Uh, interesting workshop let's see what they've got to tell us and the reality was it was quite a disappointing workshop it was essentially somebody with uh, who was selling microsoft 365 products and he was showing you how you could use all the tools with microsoft 365 to to move things and shift things and all the rest of it and i don't have microsoft so it was absolutely <laughs> time very useful for you i'm sure um, but the truth of it was it was an extended version of the uh do delegate dump sort of concept yeah. And uh, it was a bit more than that, but uh, it was using the tools to move things to various folders. Bottom line was, is that um, if you didn't deal with something straight away and it needed dealing with, you put it onto your to-do list. Yep. And, I, and there was a little moment where I sat there going, this, this is just cheating. All you're doing is just removing everything from your email list and yep. put it onto another list. Yes. <laughs> and you can say your email, your inbox is empty, but you've still got the stuff. That's not. So I was, I was, I was a start off a little peat. But then as I sat thinking about it, I just had this little bit of a re revelation and suddenly realised that uh, one of the key things at that point as to what was important. And for me, um, it was like, oh, of course, our to-do list is infinite. Yes. There is no end. Every time you put something on the, uh, take something off then five more things come on come on again and and it's just going to be this everlasting thing and for me that was a a, a great revelation i was sort of like oh yeah wow and I, I shared it in the group and then i started telling other people and all the rest of it and 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 then other people going oh that's quite depressing <laughs> <laughs> and i thought no it's not and then i realized what they'd missed and it was uh, it was inherent to me but they missed it i say yeah 
because it's this is the second thing because it's infinite you don't have to do it all you can't do it all that's what infinite means <laughs> i think that's such an important point and it's something that i learned when i was a head or a principal of a school um is that the to to do list is not something that you have to finish each day which is when i first started that's what i tried to do and it nearly killed me um yeah. We're going to have to go for a quick break, and there's so much for us to talk about. So hang on to that. Part of it, which you need to come back and listen into, which is the critical point, because without the third bit, it doesn't work. Okay, so we're going to go come back after a quick break. Mm -hmm. You want to hear the third critical point, and so do I, so don't go away. So, what is love? Love is being independent. Love is dancing. A Shriners Hospital for Children loves a new smile. At Shriners Hospitals for Children, love is caring for a child regardless of the family's ability to pay. Learn how you can send your love to the rescue at lovetotherescue.org. So welcome back. Before the break, Andrew Miller was explaining to us about the infinity of um, a to-do list and how the realization that it was infinite and therefore you're never gonna finish it. So stop driving yourself up the wall, trying to finish your to-do list. Hmm. But there's a third critical part to it. So, um, Andrew, yes. what's yours? So the, the key thing is, is that you realize that when you look at your to-do list, everything on that to-do list, and I mean everything, is there because you put it there, directly or indirectly. So sometimes you've literally put it there. Sometimes you've agreed with somebody else to do something and then you've committed to it and you've allowed them to put it on your agenda. But it's there because you've put it there. Now, when you realise that you are in control of your to-do list, that brings it back to you. Now you can start saying, well, if I'm not happy <laughs> with what's going on then it's in my control to change things and that gives things a whole different perspective doesn't it absolutely because it's that sense of overwhelm is a sense of of um uh being out of control um you know yeah. not not able to to, to to do anything and 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 basically being at the beck and call of other people when you bring it back to you you can start taking control. You can start taking some actions. It's interesting is because so many people, I'm sure, who are listening to this saying, well, that's all right for you, but how do I tell my boss or my mother-in-law that what she's given or he's given me to do on my to-do list, I don't want to do? And so part of this comes the confidence of being assertive, not aggressive, but assertive enough to say to the boss, you've asked me to do this, um, I'm happy to do it, but what do you want me not to do in order to have time to do it? Absolutely. Or and, go on. And, and again, and again it's, it's, it, with this mindset, is is if we're bringing back into control of ourselves, then everything that's on our plate is a choice. Yeah. We we choose to have it. So our starting point is actually to think: What is the choice I've made? Why is it here? Yes. What is what? And, and you might have to go deep. So. They might, as an example, let me give an example. Oh, you've got to pay taxes. Yeah. <laughs> you've got to pay taxes. Okay, fair enough. But there's a condition to that. 
I've got to pay taxes in this country if I want to live in this country. Yes. I've made a choice to live and work in this country, and therefore I've got to pay taxes. That's a choice. Yeah. I do have the ability to go somewhere else and try something different to a different tax rate if I want it. But I want to live in this country. So part of the agreement of that is I pay taxes. doesn't change the outcome, but it changes our mindset and it changes our perception of it that, oh, no, I've chosen to do this, and then we approach it in a different manner. I think it's really important for us to focus on that for a moment. It's that when we make that decision to choose to do something rather than I've got to do this or I need to do that, I must, I should. And we use all of those words which have a really different energy. Mm. I'm going to choose to do this. I'm going to choose to do this and actually be comfortable with that choice. Yeah, and there's, and there's, there's, there's so much pressure out need, must, should. Yeah. You, you're boxed in and it's and you, you there's no escape. And that's where anxiety and stress comes from. When you switch it to the choice, yeah. I, I choose to do this because because when you think about the reason behind it, and you say, no, no, I choose to pay taxes because I want to live in this country and I want, want to run a business. I choose to 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 take the 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 thing that my boss has given to me because I I enjoy the job or whatever it is, you know, but you you understand it. It then it sort of it, it releases you and takes the weight off your shoulders. And I think it's important while we're talking about this that this principle of choice, taking radical responsibility for your choices, and those who've heard me before will know that I bang on about taking radical responsibility, um, that it filters through into every element of your life. Mm. So if you're in an unhappy relationship and you are putting up with somebody treating you badly and you know he or she makes me unhappy he, she or he makes me angry recognize that that's your choice too mm, um, and i think that what you're offering um in that observation around choice um, and is giving people freedom mm. and if they choose to take on board the fact that they have a choice and to exercise that choice in terms of you may not be able to change things, but you can change the way in which you view it and deal with it. That's a game changer for life. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 always remember with those those keywords, there is absolutely nothing that you have to do, need to do, must do, should do. <laughs> There's nothing, nothing. If you ever hear those words then stop and complete the sentence i have i need to do this if if what in order to in order to what within a context yes it becomes a need or a must but you extend it and find the choice behind it there's always a choice behind everything so this relationship that i'm in i don't have to stay in this relationship unless there's something i want and then it's choosing that bigger picture that bigger direction that you're talking about and then you can align it to your vision purpose and all the rest of it i think that it's such an important principle and i'm going to say to you as listeners please choose to hang on we're about to go to a short break choose to stay listening to us and we'll we'll be back in just a moment every year across america a staggering 4.2 million youth are homeless or trafficked and for 50 years covenant house has worked relentlessly to keep them safe and protected to help or get help go to covenanthouse.org 
Are you or a loved one struggling with addiction? Rancho Milagro Recovery is an accredited drug and alcohol addiction recovery program treating the whole person through their lifelong recovery process. Our process incorporates both medication-assisted treatment and psychological therapy to help all aspects of an individual's mind, body, and spirit. Our lavish accommodation sits on 60 acres of outdoor greatness where your privacy and discretion is our utmost concern. Find lasting recovery and walk away from addiction one step at a time. RanchoMilagroRecovery.com Welcome back. I'm talking to Andrew Miller, and we've been talking about the management of time and your to-do list and choice. I would like to spend the last part of the show talking um, with you about how people block their success and mm. the sort of things that they can do to unblock them. Mm. I know we've got a very limited time. You're going to have to come back on the show, Andrew. There's just too much to talk. I'm going to apply it to time management because it's a, it is applicable to all things. And and um, if people access my book, I'll go into a bit more detail on this. But um, because once you, once you realise it's a choice, we do also have to recognise that there are some things that patterns that we run, subconscious things that we do that we 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 don't think about our choices. It's an automatic stuff from um, things that have happened in the past. So it's taking that moment to just reflect and observe. So if we are looking at our to-do list and recognizing that everything we put on there is a choice, when we end up in a situation where it's gone wrong, because it will. <laughs> it's called life, isn't it? It's called life. Let's look back and see, okay, why did that come on my to-do list? Why did I allow that in? Why did I say yes? Now, I think... I would say there's there's normally four underlying reasons. One one of them is is around purpose and motivation. So there's that starting point of what where am I going and why am I doing any of this stuff? So yeah. you've, got, you've got a bigger picture anyway. So so if if what if if you if, if the thing you're not doing or don't want to do is not in line with where you're going, then that's probably part of it. So always start with that why anyhow. But beyond that, um, it, it's it's touching on Maslow at the end of the day. But essentially, the things we are programmed to do is to keep ourselves safe. Um, make sure people like us and make sure we look good. But okay. those are three things. So uh, if we use time management as an example, normally it's our boundaries. Uh, we're letting our boundaries go. That's the, Someone says, can you do this? You say yes. Well, you should have said no. Why did I say yes instead of no? And then it's just a moment reflecting. Was, was I scared? Was I scared that uh, I might lose my job or that, that client might run away, That I, whatever it might be? Am I, am I worried about the, the financial implications of saying no? Am I worried that the other person will get angry and reject me, think bad of me? Or, third thing, will they talk, say bad things about me? Yes. <laughs> will my reputation be damaged? So at a high level, these are sort of the three key things that tend to be the, the automatic patterns that we try to read. And one of them will probably stand out more often than, than not. So very common, people please. So yeah, can you do that for me? No problem, shove it on the plate, pile it on the, <laughs> on the runway. And every time it's they're, they're scared of rejecting the other person and being rejected. So, yes, some more work might be needed in that space, but at least you now know where to look and where you need to do the work. I think everything you've said is absolutely true. The one thing I'd like to add to that is mm. often the whole thing is compounded by people then feeling bad about the fact that they have allowed themselves to say yes. And yeah. so they you, you they then are resentful or angry or frustrated on top of that, and that those are 
um, states of mind which are very expensive in terms of energy. They do nothing to build you up. They they deplete your sense of resourcefulness, don't they? Yeah, and it's an excellent point because it actually applies to all forms of change. Yes. Because when you make a mindset shift or a realisation of how things should be, you there is then that danger of moving into comparison and thinking this is the ideal our world how i want it to be and this is where i am now guru i'm not there yet yes <laughs> but we've got to recognize that it's it isn't going to change overnight it's a progress it's a journey and every time you improve and get better you're going in the right direction comparatonitis which is what i call it <laughs> is, a, is a deadly virus Okay. And it's one that you actually want to uh, find the cure for, because it's the minute you start comparing yourself, you know, there was a, a program on uh, a bit on the news this morning uh, about um, people's body image. You know, the minute you start to compare yourself with the model that's been airbrushed to death, uh, you're <laughs> hiding to nowhere, aren't you? And, and, and what's the underlying thing? Comes back to right at the beginning. Be happy with who you are in the now. Yeah. And, and that doesn't mean that you don't recognise that there are areas for development. You know, it's not a static thing. No. It is recognising that in this moment, this is where I am, this is my starting point, um, and that I have the opportunity to move and, and do things differently. Yeah, it's like, flying, it's like going from New York to Los Angeles. It's like, I want to get there. I'm not going to do it. There's no teleport machine around. It's going to take some Sadly. time. <laughs> every time i put one foot in front of the other or a few more miles in the car or fly whatever it is i'm going in the right direction and that's okay that's okay i'm in the right place going in the right direction spot excellent so andrew where can people find you uh i'm around lots of places probably the best things to go are my website uh businessenjoyment.com um, if you go on there, then it'll, the little button will come up with a, an option to look at my TED Talk, which goes through some of the things I was talking about at the beginning, a bit more detail. Uh, it will allow you also to download my book, More Than Just Money, which goes into a bit more info and also goes through that a uh, bit more detail in terms of what we just touched on there about solving issues and uh, and how to apply that model to it. Um, and then LinkedIn, um, Andrew Miller. Uh, there's probably a few of us who use business enjoyment as well. Um, follow me on there. And again, you were talking about the uh, Your Purpose Challenge, which comes every few months. Um, it'll, it'll come up in there. So connect with me, say hello, say where you met me, uh, ting the little bell, and you'll see any um, releases and information I'm sending out. And the Purpose Challenge is completely free to do. It's a, it takes five working days. I've done it, and I found it a really great thing to do. Only an hour, 45 minutes to an hour each day. Yeah, it's not yeah, yeah. No, 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 That's really important. <laughs> it's it's um, coming. Have a rethink about a few things. Go and do some work. Come back and very interactive and thought yeah, and, You know, I, I did it bearing in mind that I'm very clear about my sense of purpose, but it mm. was interesting how much I learned about myself and how useful it, it was. So I can thoroughly recommend that. Mm. And uh, thoroughly, thoroughly appreciated your comments because, as as you say, knowing the experience you have, it's uh, you always worry when you do these things. It's like, oh, you know this stuff. You don't want to hear this. Very insightful. And I think it doesn't matter which level you are. If it's something where you're just starting, one of the strengths of, of the challenge is it takes you from where you're at. Yeah. 
it doesn't assume anything, but neither does it patronize you. Um, it, it offers you a very safe space to explore this. Um, so my thanks for that. I did it a few months ago and it was really great. And I know a number of people have done it and found it really helpful. So thank you for that. We're very proud to be members of B1G1, buy one, give one. And we invite um, our, each guest to choose one of four different um, projects. We choose different projects um, uh, over time. The four projects at the moment are um, clean water, education, good health, and um, support for young people in the Ukraine uh, who are going through uh, real difficulties there. So which of the four would you like us to donate to on your behalf? A, a lot of uh, my models based on having those um, basics in place. And um, and, and what, a lot of why do goes to food banks in a local area and that sort of thing. And so clean water would be the thing that fits most, best with what I do and, and my model. So I'll go with the clean water project, if I may. Thank you. And it's just so fundamental. I find it very sad that in the 21st century, we're still talking about how many millions of people do not have access to clean water. Mm, the most fundamental thing. It is. Thank you very much for joining me. It's been an absolute pleasure, as always, to talk to you. Um, for those of you who are listening, please let me know how um, you, you like the show. Email me at Gina, G-I-N-A, at genuinely hyphen you. That's Gina at genuinely, G-E-N-U-I-N-E-L-Y hyphen you.com. I'd love to hear from you. If there are particular things, you, themes you'd like us to cover on the show, that would be great too. But thank you very much for being with us and you take care and I look forward to seeing you in the next show. Thanks for listening to Gina Gardner and Friends, the show that helps you live a happier, more successful, and fulfilling life. To learn more about Gina Gardner, go to genuinely-u.com. If you would like to work with Gina or book her as a speaker, email her at gina at genuinely-u.com.